Welcome to the other half of FIFO Life podcast. Join me on this awesome journey as we explore what FIFO Life looks like for the partners and families at home. In this positive space, no topics are off limits as we chat to experts in their field as well as the average person living their best other half of FIFO life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the episode today. I know you guys are going to love this one. It is a chat with a good friend, Mary Ann, who is a naturopath who is a wealth of knowledge, and I've picked her brains today on sleep and managing sleep and fatigue and also stress and what we can do to try to help minimise the impact of these things on our life. Now, we do get a little bit off track, but it's because we're both so passionate about these spaces. Um I'm going to just jump on into it. I sat down with Mary Ann in her beautiful place at her beautiful house and we started chatting and I'm like, wait, wait, we've got to hit record because she said so many wonderful things. So um, if you are wanting a little bit of assistance with stress and sleep and the perspective of a naturopath, you are going to absolutely love this episode. Enjoy. So we were just having a chat before we hit record um, and looking at sleep within FIFO families. So that is the partner at home that may be effectively a single parent. So it's so it's all on them to, to be getting out to the kids or if one stays up later and one wakes up early. So there's a whole heap of things being the FIFO partner at home that you're affected by um, fatigue and how to manage your sleep, but also the partner that works away and then coming back uh, and being fatigued to how to sort of look at managing um, sleep on site, but also sleep when you get your R&R. And you were just mentioning how you actually have a personal training background as well, Mm. but now as a naturopath, it's given you a new level, a new insight into a topic like sleep. Because as you said, move well, meditate, all those sorts of things help you sleep. But but what more can you do? Yeah, absolutely. So just taking it to that um, like deeper level. So yes, we all know like the right things to do to help us sleep. But in this situation, um you're not always in a set routine where you're waking up you know at general 7am and going to bed at you know 9:30 or whatever it's just it's a different routine so for me looking deeper um into other ways of being able to have better sleep is looking at you know the times that you do have that you can take those opportunities to rest. And it might only need to be one minute. It might need to be five minutes. And I think underlying that even more is actually looking at, you know, whatever we need to do that actually really, like, makes us feel good, that really, like, nourishes our bodies, um, you know, in an emotional way. Yeah. So that, you know, we can 
you know, just settle our whole systems down, which then when we get to the, you know, time of sleep, it gives us a much um, more relaxed sleep. So if we go, 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 go all day and just high adrenaline, of course we're going to, like, struggle to go to sleep. And this is very much like talking about the emotional side and talking about how to regulate that myself as a hypnotherapist this is what saying you know work on your breath work work on creating space so that you can have that downtime and it doesn't necessarily mean having sleep it might be this beautiful cup of tea that you've made me and having (laughs) that moment um but obviously as a naturopath you've like gone the next level again (laughs) yes um so what are some, so I was going to ask you what are your sort of top tips for improving your sleep mm. and you've already semi-answered that in, you know, what other things can you do around managing that, um, looking after your mental health, mm-hmm. having that downtime so that your, you know, your nervous system isn't up, up, up and then 9 o'clock you fall into bed and you're expected to relax yet you've had it up on the high level the whole time. Mm. What... Um, other tips would you mm. would you recommend? Mm. Mm. I, I mean, you know, we always talk about sleep hygiene. Mm. Um, you know, with like making sure that you the room that you're in, whether you're sleeping during the day or at night time, that it's a, of a good temperature, it's comfortable for you, but it's not too hot because our bodies actually need that little bit of coolness when we sleep to just settle the system Um, and just making sure that we're staying hydrated during the day because often then when we're dehydrated going into the night, then it really, you know, looking outside the box of like just you know, looking at normal things like that we all know like, oh, magnesium helps with, you know, relaxing the body so you can sleep. And I'm actually going to stop you there because (laughs) you are touching on something there that you know that a lot of people don't. Yes. So can you give us a bit of an insight with something like magnesium? Yep. And and how you might. And and I do want to cut in. Yes. Um. Being an amazing naturopath, you also respect, and hopefully our listeners can comprehend this as well, all this advice is so general yeah. and it's like anything. It's like it's from a hypnotherapist, from a GP, from a naturopath. When we're talking at this forum, we're talking very general and if you have sleep problems or um, have issues in these areas, it is best to to go to somebody and look at your levels and where you're at absolutely talking back on the general so magnesium can you tell us a little bit about that and how that yes absolutely so if we're looking at it magnesium from a sleep perspective then the best magnesium that we can get here in australia would be a magnesium glycinate or a magnesium diglycinate form that has a specific affinity for the nervous system So it helps to relax the nerves so that, again, it helped to promote um, sleep and relax the system. So, um, yeah, that that specific magnesium is what I would always go to for people who 
are having um, sleep issues or yeah. as well anxiety. And, and so we recommend, forth. and obviously I understand yeah. that each person's different, but um, for the listeners as general as possible, um, is that something that they would take each day and it's yeah. ongoing or is it something that when they know they're going to have issues around mm. sleep they take leading up to and after how mm. would someone take mm. great question so i would say on a general scale you'd want to have about two to four hundred milligrams of magnesium a day you know taking magnesium daily is totally fine because our body uses magnesium i think you know roughly oh, for thousands of functions in the body so it's always getting used up and especially you know if we're on the go we're stressed out we're worried we've got so much to do generally everybody's exhausted these days we're using more and more and more magnesium so we can use it during the day it's not something that's going to be a sedative that's yeah. going to help make us go to sleep, yeah. but it's going to help to settle the nerves down. If it's a specific nighttime thing, then yes, have it, you know, like any time from after dinner mm -hmm. um, to an hour before you go to bed. Yeah. And um, then if you're finding after a long period of time, and obviously, yes, as you said, there's so many different factors to consider. But sometimes I find a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I've been using magnesium and it's good, but it's not sort of doing enough. And sometimes it's because you still need to be coupling it with your other electrolytes, like your potassium, sodium, calcium, to really like hydrate the whole body. Okay. I just wanted, and um, obviously we're talking about sleep, but I just wanted to highlight um, the importance of getting your advice for you personally and why there is a bit of an issue in the supplement industry where people just go, oh, I need to take this, I need to take that, I saw an ad on this or I read an article. I had a personal experience of um, I was taking a multivitamin just as it for general health and then my husband and I were um, starting to try for um, a baby and I started to take a supplement um, designed for women to um, that are that are trying for pregnancy. Yep. Um, and then I started to feel unwell in the morning, which, yay, thought I was pregnant. And what I actually found out after going to the doctor and having like negative pregnancy tests going, what's going on, I feel like this, it turns out that I've got hemochromatosis. Now, for those that don't know that, because quite often we don't know these things unless we're in the field, my body stores iron. So I don't get rid of iron other than in the monthly period. And on long-term store of iron can affect a number of organs and can have a very much detriment effect mm. on someone's health. Yeah, totally. So the, the reason I'm sharing this is, is to highlight how important it is that you actually understand what you're putting into your body, mm. whether you actually need it or not, 
because some supplements that might be right for somebody else because lots of women suffer with low iron, mm. so it wouldn't have had the same effect on them. Totally. So it's really important when we're talking about you hear any advice, listen to any podcast, read any article, that you actually understand what you're taking, mm. what the effects on your body, and, you know, the best practice is actually go to the naturopath or someone mm. who can advise you and look at your bloods. Um so just emphasising, um, and also Amory had actually said there are certain supplements that your body is going to use, but unless you're a naturopath or a disease or a nutritionist, mm. you're not necessarily going to know that mm. information. Mm. Um, another thing, because we've both been PTs that I would like to <laughs> highlight, this was one of the biggest questions I got as a PT. Mm. What supplement do I need? What do I need? I, you know, I want to bulk up or I'm training for this or, you know, even around pregnancy. Um, and I was lucky of, to have had a bit of my own experience around taking the wrong supplements. So I always said, um, have a good diet. And if you want to um, mm. go further into supplements, then you're better off to, to have the blood stuff and have those mm. checked. So highlighting the fact that if you're listening to this and you're wanting to get supplements to help with sleep or help with stress, your PT or those or your best friend or a podcast you listen to isn't the best place to get that information, um, especially if you're wanting to optimise your health, and that's really what we're talking about. Mm. Yes, um, definitely. So we've sort of talked about some of the things. Is there anything else you want to add as far as supplements or mm. anything like that mm. to aid sleep? Is mm. there anything else you want mm. to add before we... Just one quick thing before I answer that question about um is you know your stored iron mm -hmm. for anyone who is who has this or isn't quite sure the thing when you have low iron to high iron you actually have exactly the same symptoms so you can feel exhausted when you have high iron just as much as you do when you have low iron so as um Natalie was saying yeah totally like um important to make sure that what you're taking is of good standard so you know uh, yes another the, very important <laughs> the biggest you know the biggest tub of like 5000 tablets of um fish oil is going to be you know full of a lot of oils that yeah are not a detrimental to our body and when we're talking about sleep could potentially even be a contributing factor to why we're not sleeping yeah. because you know our body doesn't know how to process all of these you know different artificial um and I know we're not talking we're going off tangent we're going off tangent we're going off tangent sorry right so um other supplements um you know look I think it's not a supplement, but by um sunshine or vitamin D is really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there it's just it's just needed for so many things. I know people think of vitamin D for bones, but it's just as important for our nervous system and for helping to relax us to go to sleep. So and, and this is um sorry to cut you off. This right. is something that I have just started doing and I'm and I'm going to relate back to where it's affecting a FIFO. So I have just been I used to get up in the morning and have my cold shower. I would go into my gym, which is effectively garage, so it's all closed in, no light. Mm. And I felt like oh, I'm really having to push myself through this workout because I don't have the energy. Mm. Um 
But what I've actually started be doing, which right before um, winter is not the best time, I actually now step outside mm. and look at the sun. Now, obviously, if it hurts, I shouldn't be looking at it, but that sunrise exposing that light mm. into my eyes, which wakes yep. me up, which mm. tells the body, okay, this is my time to, yep. to wake. Yep. Um, and then at the flip side, in the evening, I... Um, use blue light blockout glasses I have yep. dimmer light and all those so this is sort of what Brilliant. what um you're talking mm. about as in actually taking into consideration vitamin d and and before artificial lights mm. and before we worked in offices we mm. would go outside mm. and that tells us our body when to wake up mm. and when to go to sleep mm. now some of you might be listening who work shift work nights or your partner who works mining yeah this can really complicate Mm. things and i'll certainly get your input my advice on it is try to simulate that Mm. best you can absolutely agree yeah if you are returning from work at 6 a.m try and create a darker space as possible don't sit on your phone and then expect you to fall asleep because everything about your brain Mm. is telling it to wake up and you've got to try and create that eight o'clock at night Mm. feeling Mm. um is there any other tips that you would recommend for people that are working days and nights is there any and this probably leads into the next question is there anything you would avoid Mm. from consuming or exposing yourself Mm. to to aid the sleep yeah look as you said definitely less screen time is always important because the screen has yeah the blue light which stimulates serotonin which is what is our feel-good hormone to wake us up so we want to start um stimulating melatonin i know melatonin is like the seems to be the next hype these days and i'm always i'm i suppose i'm not always the one for just going straight to melatonin straight away, especially when we're looking at um, things that are going to be changing our cycle. You know, our body gets, our body is very adaptable and it's it easily thinks, oh, well, you know, you're giving me melatonin, so I don't need to make it myself. And we don't want to get into that cycle. So um, I think potentially that could be something to look at down the track once you've tried everything else. Mm -hmm. And um, the other most important thing that I would suggest is you're not having too many carbohydrate foods and you're not having too much sugars. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Because for the people that are on site that are doing um, starting at night and finishing in the morning, their evening meal or morning meal before they go to bed let's yeah, yeah the breakfast that's yeah. put out for everybody else which yeah. is quite often fatty quite often sugary if you're talking cereals and things like that and yeah. quite often talking um, carbohydrates so if you were and and i think this goes without saying oh i was going to say it goes without saying but maybe it's an old-fashioned um thought <laughs> yeah. um what would you i was going to say don't have anything too heavy before you go to bed but is Mm. that is that a myth or Mm. what would you recommend around nutrition before going to bed I think not having anything too heavy like close to going to bed but we certainly need that higher amount of protein to sustain our sleep for the whole evening so 
you know, when we're talking about like heavy, yes, I suppose, more fatty foods, but if it's like a couple of hours, two or three hours before we're going to go to sleep, then, um, you know, the body's already starting to process that as well. Um, so definitely um, having, you know, if you can, if it's that morning time and you are working that shift work, if you if you can, like having what you would normally have for dinner, say it was, you know, some sort of like protein and vegetable, um, you know, some people think, oh, no, I can't, I can't yeah. eat that. But it's like, yeah. it's... Well, so on site, they could always choose the eggs option. Eggs, I'm pretty yeah. sure most um, chefs will do steak, fish or chicken, no matter, yeah. especially if someone's coming off night shift. So there are those options. Mm. But definitely what we've learned here is don't fall into the having the fattery, sugary, which unfortunately, that's yeah. a whole other topic, yes. is what a lot of people do for breakfast. Yes. So don't fall into that. Really think about giving yeah. yourself, giving your body something to sustain the night, but that yes. isn't going to, to hype you up. Yeah, exactly. Like the carbohydrates and the sugars do. Yeah. Which, which just go straight to glucose <laughs> and just give us energy. Yeah. Um, now, I think we've covered the other couple of questions, which was yep. around su supplement and nutrition choices to mm. aid sleep. Yeah. But um, I'm just going to summarize and let me know if I've missed anything. Basically, obviously, vitamin D, being aware of when you wake up in the morning, exposing yourself to that sunlight before you go to bed, minimizing that. So you're actually telling your body it's time to calm down. Mm looking at what you consume um, before bed, making sure our body isn't depleted of any of any nutrients and if it is, um, looking at what supplements and good quality and cheaper and bulk tends to mean fillers and stuff that you don't want your body anyway. Mm. Um, have I missed anything on that? That's, that's a very... Um. Less screen time and then just the magnesium and glycinate yep. for specifically to help with the sleep. But got most of it. it all. Um, and then the next one I wanted to, why we had a natural fact to chat to, is stress. Because mm. unfortunately, FIFO, not FIFO, the person working on site, the person at home, our lives are full of so much stresses mm. these days, um, mm. whether it be in workplaces, certainly when you're raising um, a family, there's more demands on us. We're putting, as a nation, we're putting more stress on ourselves as a whole mm. and expecting to then still fall into the natural rhythms and being able to manage our stress. Mm. Um, the stimulus that we're exposing ourselves to, mm. um, you know, what's on the internet, the fact that you used to turn the TV off if you didn't like the show that was on at 7.30, but now we can choose from anything and everything. Mm. Um, also what we're being exposed to, which is online, and we should be able to, particularly as women, we should be able to keep fit, eat really well, have amazing kids that are doing good at school, have a beautiful house, have a lovely yard, go on holiday, like all of these Do all things. Do all of them. And they're like, they're stressed when we can't perform at those levels. So yeah. nowadays, and I'm sure if I speak to previous generations, they were like, it's always like that. But I think what we're dealing with now is the mm. overstimulation and mm. the higher expectation. Definitely. Which is causing a lot of sort of stress mm. in our lives. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what stress 
mm. from a naturopath's perspective, mm. what stress does mm. to our body, mm. which I know everybody will be saying, yes, I don't need to be told. I know it's not good for me, but can you explain mm. a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. So I think we need to go right back to, you know, our primordial times and and look at, you know, the hunter-gatherers. You know, they were like the adrenaline was rushing, you know, the energy was going when they were hunting for the animals or they, there was a perceived threat. Yeah. But now, as you said, all of those things that you were just talking about, we see those as perceived threats. And so all the time our adrenaline's going that is then increasing our cortisol level and those in turn really you know yes give us energy but then we have less time to um for repairing our bodies repairing our organs repairing our tissue repairing every you know our brain function and making hormones and you know just making all of our brain chemicals etc so we're having more energy for everything and less time for repairing so also this feeds into sleep as well yes. <laughs> as everything yeah, always it's holistic isn't it yeah it's, it's holistic yes so you know taking a snippet of that and looking at um when we are you know, so stressed all the time, you know, one thing that we hear a lot about is the looking at the gut-brain connection. So when we are stressing in our brain, it's actually turning off our, you know, the, the digestive process in our gut because it wants to put energy into the muscles because it's a perceived threat and it thinks, you know, like it's still thinking back to the you that primordial run, time you, you might, might need, need to run yeah, or, yeah. exactly yeah so then suddenly you know this whole cycle because then once our digestive system um slows down and i want to say like in our digestive tract most of our serotonin our feel-good hormone is made in our digestive tract so then it feeds back into our brain and that's slowing down. So then, you know, how are we meant to be feeling good when we're already... How, how are we meant to be fantastic at our career, look after our kids, do all of this, but our bodies are like, I'm struggling to just get <laughs> yeah, Exactly. To a glass of wine just to relax. And then that's, you know, and then they yeah. are the... And this, this is what I think there is starting to be a change, but this is where a lot of the issues are that we're under more pressure we're not doing the things that our parents and grandparents did mm. to relax because they didn't necessarily do it consciously mm. they lived different lives yes so we now need to be far more conscious yes about what we are doing but also what we're doing mm. to counterbalance mm. that mm. Um, exactly because a lot of people aren't going to change their lives as in what they're choosing to do yeah but then and mm. that's obviously mm. flows into mm. my next question what do you recommend mm. now i know some of it is 
is common sense, is it? Is it common <laughs> sense? But, you know, finding, being conscious about taking that time out. Mm. That is, and that looks different to everyone. Some yeah. people, you know, you hear a bit about people saying, oh, you know, but I went to the gym, that was me. And I'm like, you put your body under more stress. You put mm. your mind under more stress. Mm. That can feel good to you, but that's not actually allowing that stress level to drop mm. down so it's more like going for a nice walk if that's what you enjoy enjoying a cup of tea sitting down and playing with your kids and just being mm. really present yeah we sort of know a lot about that what can we do like as a naturopath what sort of recommendations do you give your clients mm. generally um i Breathing is always a really good one. But first, before that, it's actually noticing when you're feeling this way and having those moments through the day where you're noticing that you're feeling like highly strung Mm -hmm. and being able to stop yourself, take a few deep breaths and regroup and then carry on with the day. Yeah. So because, you know, like anything and the same with, you know, the people that you're um, looking after as well is that, you know, if if it's just so hard to do, it, it's just not going to, you just can't do it. You can't sustain it. As you already said, we've got enough on our plate. Yeah. We almost need to actually be doing less and that's what I'm exploring for myself, like looking at self-care and nourishment as we talked before. Yes, you know, I could do the exercise. I can, you know, eat healthy and those things come naturally. Mm-hmm. But what is what are the other things yeah. that I want to um, do? So I find myself, you know, um, if I'm feeling a bit like that, I go straight out to the garden and I find a little patch that's sunny and I'll just pick a couple of weeds or I'll pick some flowers and that's my way of um, de-stressing. So I think finding, you know, talking with people and finding their ways, is it is it, you know, ringing up and talking to a girlfriend? Is mm-hmm. it laughing at a comedy show? Is yes. it, you know, just some of those different ways. Now, I do want to highlight, I, I've i worked with a couple of clients and I'm sure you can relate to this, mm. that they've spent so long being stressed mm. or, you know, not just being stressed but just being, you know, at a breaking point that mm. they, they detach from actually, and this sort of steps into mm. more of the mindset, but they detach from feeling. Mm. And so if you can relate to this, if, if you... um are listening and going, oh, but I don't know when I feel like that. Either you're a very rare person that never feels it and well done, <laughs> but more than likely you've spent so much time in that stress state that it's become mm. your norm. And so this might be when you need to um, choose a couple of times to um, step out into the garden, um, do some breath work, mm. grab a cup of tea, like start doing that mm. if you don't feel that you know when those stress times are yeah. and what will happen is that you'll spend less time in that stress and you'll go, oh, this is what I feel like I'm, when I'm out in my garden and this is what I feel like at the rest of yeah, the time and then that's giving you the message of mm. this is what stress is like but you've been yeah. too much time there. You don't you realize you think, I'm not stressed. Yeah, how many times have we heard that? Yeah stress and then really like yeah goodness me like yeah when i find like what do you talk to your girlfriends about 
number of people that you ask them, oh, how are you going? They're like, yeah, I'm great, I'm great. And then when you actually sit down for a little bit of a chit-chat, they're like mm. this and this and this. And you're like, you have flaws and you realise I'm glad that you're in a bubble that you're not processing that. But just starting some of those practices, but very much what you said, mm. don't do it because you feel that you have to. Mm. Find something that you're actually wanting to step away and do. Yes, that's Otherwise right. you won't yep. do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love that, um, you know, that finding that differentiation between, okay, when I'm in my garden or when I'm breathing or when I'm doing something that you like, how am I actually feeling? So, again, it comes back to, you know, that emotional state of being yes. and being conscious of that. And the more that, yeah, throughout the day, even if it, it might seem structured, but even if it's like you have a timer on yeah. every hour and then every hour you just do something for two minutes yeah. so that you get into that habit. Habit stacking is another mm. good way. Like mm. if you're at work and you go and get a cup of tea, maybe at mm. that time you just do a couple of breaths and it's on the out breath that you slow mm. down. So just make that out breath a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. take a breath now. <laughs> we'll just have a moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so other than what we've just discussed, is there any, and this is stepping into more of the um supplements but mm. is there anything that may be able to aid um these mm. changes that people are wanting to make mm. yeah so supplement i suppose the first and foremost with when we're looking at stress is to look at b vitamins and <laughs> funny you should, we should you should talk about hemochromatosis before because and also you know um the so many people seem to have the MTHFR gene, which okay. means that you can't break down B vitamins. So they actually, it's very similar to um, the stored iron. Your body starts to store B vitamins. So if you do have that gene, um, it's always very important to have good quality activated Bs. But B vitamins give us the foundation so same with magnesium, you know, you've got that is your foundation of what the body needs for like that nervous system function. So, you know, when you're looking at a nerve and you're looking at like what does that nerve need to conduct effectively, you know, B vitamins are very important. So, again, vitamin D, um, zinc is really important and, you know, because it's such a broad, you know, like I'm not prescribing something for somebody that I know, yep. like looking at herbs, you always need to be careful because, and just make sure there's no interactions with herbs because, you know, if you're on some medication, there's certainly some herbs that are sedatives or, you know, um, like just anti-anxiety yep. um, herbs that, you know, you wouldn't want to have if you were having like already anti-anxiety medication or antidepressant. So, and I do know um, that there is a little bit of an issue with that going on on um, sites that people are like yes. particularly doing night shifts. Here, have this. This helps you sleep. Yes, but we our bodies are so much more complex. Mm. Like yes. 
really simple things can make a big difference. Yeah. But our bodies are actually so complex mm. that unless you are getting advice, not even just from a professional, that professional then needs personal advice, uh, um, information about mm. like having your blood stain, mm. that you really don't know if that is the right supplement or the right diet mm. or whatever mm. for you. Mm. Um which this then leads into, so say someone is listening to this and they're like, yeah, um, I need to manage my stress better. Um, my partner and I need to improve our sleep, partly because of the lifestyle or maybe it's kids or whatever it may be. What is the best way? I mean, obviously, if anybody wants to work with you, I'll mm-hmm. put your link in the show notes. But what would you recommend that the the steps forward for somebody? Okay, do you recommend they go to the GP and get bloods and then go and see a naturopath or what what mm. would you say somebody mm. after listening to this wants mm. to take some action what you would recommend yeah definitely um look getting like your general bloods done at the GP is if you know if cost is a factor mm-hmm. then um you know that um, you can definitely have bloods taken at the GP we as naturopaths we can order all those tests but we need to yeah mm-hmm. It, we have to you have to pay for all those tests it medicare. doesn't go through medicare oh, i know <laughs> yes right so behind. it would but be good but it gives you a bit of a baseline you can then actually order the type of floods and to get the results of what you're looking at whereas sometimes with a gp it's very general and it may not cover everything am i right in yes, saying that? definitely yeah but it's a good starting point and then we can work on from there mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, as a naturopath, when we're looking at things like so many different things, like, you know, your body language, like how your body's looking, like what are your symptoms, like just looking at everything and how you're talking and so forth that we can ascertain quite a lot, like looking into your eyes and seeing what your eyes are. (laughs) I've just covered my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) When we finish, yeah. Um, yeah. you know so the body tells a thousand yeah what's yeah. the what's that saying the body just, show tells yeah. you a thousand we're depleted of something or we're not managing something it can affect every part of your body and, and as a practitioner you get the bit of the skills to be able to look and see yeah that in yeah definitely so then you know if if P, if somebody just wants to like just get into like starting um working with myself then you know there's nothing that you need to do just come along yeah. and we will just you know you're in good hands yeah. make the phone call and start to really make those changes and yeah something that I do want to touch on that I want to wrap up with mm. um is that like we said before sometimes you don't know how good you can feel. And the Mm. best way I describe this is, and everybody can relate to this at some time in their life, when you're going through a stage and you're eating a really poor diet, Mm. might be because it's Christmas and you're eating heaps and you're drinking heaps, if you spend a long time doing that, you start stop realising that you feel like crap. Mm. That is your norm. Yes. And you start relating to that. 
Now, yes, it has ways of showing up in your body. You're tired. You don't feel like you've got as much energy. You may have stomach issues. It may come out in your skin. Like it, It's not like the signs aren't there, but if that is your norm, mm. you are less aware of it or you've started to just accept it. Mm. If you're in this position um, that you just have a whole heap of signs and you don't know what it is, this is the red flags to something needs to change mm. and finding the right person. But mm. for some of us, we can go through peaks and troughs and then you're yes. more aware of I'm some, you know, I'm mm. not feeling good at the moment. This makes me feel good. Yeah. You're at a bit better stage to be able to start to manage mm. that mm. yourself. Um, so understanding where you're at and then the yeah. different steps that you can take. Yeah. So, yes, you can go into um, a health food shop. Don't go to a supplement store unless you have the information. If you mm. can't have a chat to a naturopath or somebody that actually understands mm. it. Um, I do want to really quickly mention this because I'm sure that you can agree. Most good supplements are not sold in supermarkets. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not saying all, uh, this is not my area, um, mm. but just keep this in mind that you probably need to look for good quality if you're really wanting to look after your body. Mm. But definitely, like I said, I'll put the link um, yeah. to work with you in the show notes. But if you're just wanting to start and you're not at the stage you want to work with somebody, then look at getting back to nature, making sure you have times in your um, day that you're having mm. a bit quieter. Um, don't be overstimulated before bed. Be conscious of just eating mm. a well-rounded diet. Yeah, real food. Um, yeah, and, and it's the, uh, you know, old saying of eat anything from around the edge of the aisles at the supermarket, yeah, not one in the middle. Um, but... A lot of the time we get to the stage, that, especially because we live with such stresses these days, that that's mm. not enough. And then mm. that's when it is really worth investing in mm. going to see a naturopath. Yeah. Um, and I hear some people go, oh, I don't have the money for it, but I want to ask you a question. Have you got your nails done recently? Have you got your hair done recently? Have you got eyelashes done recently? Have you bought a pair of winter boots? These are all lovely things that make us feel good, but it is short-term fixes mm. that when you actually start to look after your health, mm. I'm going on a tangent, I'm really sorry, everyone, <laughs> but when you actually start to look after your health, it's things like this that make yeah. the bigger difference. Very important. Grabbing sort of your knowledge and relating it to um, mine as a hypnotherapist, I talk to a lot of FIFO partners who deal with um you know, arguing with their partner, mm. um, feeling stressed around kids, kids feeling their environments mm. are difficult. Yes, our mental health is a big part of it, mm. but like we were saying, it's only part of the picture because yeah. I can work with somebody and make some massive yeah. changes around their mental health, yeah. but if their nutrition or they're depleted yeah. of something, that's only going to get them so uh, without actually looking yeah totally yeah there's it's a whole picture yes. again isn't it because yeah. yes you can change your emotions and you can change mm -hmm. how you're feeling but really like on a biochemical mm -hmm. um level if you don't have enough and your body's depleted yeah. then it 
that function's not going to work yeah. as much I, as you I want it to. I could have done everything with my mental health when I didn't know that I had hemochromatosis. I can't, yeah. it's not going to change that. So no. it's the sort of two areas that you want to look at when you are looking at and bring it back to um, today's topic of sleep mm. and stress is it's yeah. not just one thing. Yeah. But I don't want anyone to listen to this and be overwhelmed by it all mm. because you can start very, very simple and then. Yes, definitely. It. And that's where. I try as a naturopath to really um, focus on the individual and meet them at where they're at. They're at, yeah. And do what we can do, as we talked about before, what is it that they can do during the day that are small incremental steps to then lead to a bigger picture? Yeah, fantastic. If you're happy to wrap up on that, yeah. anything else you want to add, it's been absolutely fantastic. I definitely, it's been too long to get to this point, but I definitely think um, I'd love to do things in the future mm. because it is such an important part of us living the best FIFO life. So thank yeah. you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Natalie.